Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Jesus Christ, thank you. Um, it's a, once more a great privilege um, to have been gathered in this fashion, and we 
you can't stop appreciating the Lord, amen. And then how great and um, we we always happy like David. Uh, thank you. We can we can have a seat. Um, we can just be where we're supposed to be before we read the Bible. We all know that the pastor is not here this morning, and then um, our prayers are with him. So together with his wife, together with the church, together with Brother Beckett and his church, and every believer, those who are not here, and it's always our desire that may God grant the blessings to each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. And um, this morning, it's no different that we, we really ask for the blessings. Let us just bow our heads and before we read the word, our gracious Heavenly Father, before we read the word, Almighty God, invite thy presence that you come and be with us, Heavenly Father. You know each and every individual's needs, Almighty God. May you grant it, Father, that is our prayer this morning. Those who are sick and afflicted, Heavenly Father, may you come and heal them by the preaching of the word, Lord. Those who, Heavenly Father, they've lost um, um, themselves, Almighty God, may they find themselves once more this morning. May you grant the hearts of our desires, Lord. May you bless us abundantly and bless the reading of the word. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all the church shall agree by saying, Amen, Amen. Just turn with me to the Bible of, um, to the book of Galatians, chapter 4. And we're not going to be long here. And then just to have a thought that I had this morning. Galatians, chapter 4. And let's read from verse 4. And just get a thought for this morning. Galatians chapter 4, from verse 4. The Bible says, if you've got it, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. And the Bible says in verse 5, To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. Verse 6, and, the, and because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Verse 7, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then, a, then an heir of God through Christ. Amen. Let us uh, have our seat. And um, as I said, we're not going to be long this morning. And in the book of the message, The Lamp and the Dove, preached in 1956, September the 17th, and that's where I'll get my thought there, from paragraph 18, Brother Bram speaks about a particular slave. I think we all know the story that there was a man that was taken um, together with the slaves in Africa and the prophet says and this man 
when he was there, knowing very well that he will never go home. And the prophet says, this man was behaving a little bit differently from the rest of the slaves. And then one time when um, some of the people that come to buy the slaves, they came and saw this different looking fellow. And uh, it prompted some discussions with the people that is he being treated maybe differently from the rest of the people or maybe he does eat different food, maybe sleeping in a different place and in general being treated differently. And then the owner said, no, it was not like that. And then it prompted some few questions that why does he look different then if he does like the rest of the people? If he eats like the rest of the other people and he sleeps with them, he works like them, any other thing he does the same as these people. Then he was told that this man was also surprised but he found out this man came from a little village somewhere in Africa, but something in him tells him that where he's coming from, his father is a king of a particular small village. So now this man, while he was in slavery, but there was something in him that was telling him that he was not the same as the other slaves. So that is why it made him to, do, to, to, to act in a different way. And then even if he was whipped, and even if he was given food the same as the other people, but he never uh, lost his identity. So now for that, I want to call my subject this morning, discovering our identity in Christ. And for the subtitle, realizing who we are. So just to be able to see, to locate ourselves, where do we come from, who we are actually. Just to discover our identity in Christ. So because sometimes you hear people saying, and it's very scary nowadays when you hear people saying, I want to discover myself without Christ. So that is why the subject says discovering our identity in Christ. Because we hear a lot of people nowadays that they are trying to discover themselves. And they take time and say, hey, I want to find myself. I want to find who am I. And you won't be surprised when a man like myself and then in his old age and saying, hey, I found myself. But because he doesn't have Christ, he doesn't find himself in Christ, and then he can change having a wife, children, and all of a sudden says, I, as from today, I found myself. Actually, I wasn't a man all along. So that's how people, when they find themselves, they discover themselves without Christ. They, they, they discover themselves in a wrong way. Knowing a man that he grew up in a boy and then all of a sudden he's got even a child somewhere. Then after discovering himself, he says, no, uh, I, it wasn't me. 
now I've discovered that actually um, I'm not a man. Hallelujah. Now that's, that's the people that we live and they've got the rights. Eh? You can't say anything against those people. But now let us discover ourselves in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now the message of the hour says in the message Jesus Christ the same priest in 1962 um, uh, in, the month, uh, in July the 18th, paragraph 29, and I quote. He says now, I often said I meet two classes of people in my times around the world in mission work. I meet these two classes of people. One of them is Pentecostal, the other one is fundamental. Only two. Now, the fundamental position knows where he stands. In other words, he understands his own position. He takes it by the weight. I am a son of God by my confession. See? He positionally takes that stand, know their place, but he's got no faith or much faith. In what he's talking about, the Pentecostal has a lot of faith, but doesn't know where he stands. He doesn't know who he is or who they are. So he can't identify himself, but this person has got more faith. So that is why I say it's so dangerous for people to identify themselves, to identify who they are without Christ. They've got more power, they've got more faith in what they believe, but because they are not in Christ, that is why it's a disaster when they discover themselves. Now, the fundamentals, the problem with the fundamentals is that now they know then um, who they are, but they don't have faith enough to identify themselves with what they are. Hallelujah. Now, he says now, if it is just like a man has got money in the bank and then this man doesn't know how to write a check and the other one can write a check but he, he doesn't have money in the bank. Now if you can ever get this together, these two fellows together, you'll have it. If they only realize who they are, if they discover their identity in Christ, you are a son and a daughter of God. Not you will be heirs of the kingdom. Right now we are kings. Now that, that is the thing that this young man that was in slavery, he discovered, he identified himself and he knew who he was. Now, this one is, doesn't go according to the circumstances. You know, sometimes people, they know who they are, but circumstances sometimes make people to forget who they are. We get into trouble. Sometimes we get into a lot of things until we forget who we are. We are forgetting that we are the daughters and the sons of the Almighty God. So wherever we are, the way we do things, there is only one thing that kept this young man going. And it gave him power over the other people. And it made him to look different from the rest of the people. 
So that is the only thing that when we identify ourselves and we discover that we are the children of the almighty God and then we will be like this young man. When we walk, we will walk in a different way. When we talk, we will talk in a different way. Our behavior will be in a different way. Because we realize that we are the sons and the daughters of the almighty God. We are the ambassadors on this earth. We are not here on our own, but we are representing heaven. If we are realizing that, we discover that, and that is our identity in Christ. That is our positions in Christ. Then we don't have to be confused with the world. You know, sometimes we are living, Brother says we are in a Laodicean age. People, they've got the right. That is why they've got the right to say they are men when you see that this person is not a man. They've got the right to say I'm a woman even if you see this person is not a woman. He's a man. Even if he walks, you can see this is a man. Even if you look at his whatever that if he's trying to wear something else, you can look at him that this is a man. Even if you can put a makeup, you can see that, brother, you are a man. <laughs> but only how he's got the right to say, because he identifies himself in somewhere else. Amen. You know, Brother Brenham says we've got two kingdoms, and we've got only two powers in the whole universe. So you ha- is either you are now in, used by the power of God or a particular power. So these people now, they identify themselves in their own kingdom also, while we have to identify ourselves in, and discover ourselves and identify ourselves in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? Now, so that's the world that we are living in. But we mustn't be confused. Sometimes we are taken also. These rights, sometimes they confuse even the saints. That we feel ashamed that we are the sons and the daughters of God. We are taken and then sometimes we behave in a different way. We walk in a different way. We talk in a different way. Politics then, they become the order of the day. Hallelujah. The brothers now, they are more in politics than in Christ. The sisters now, they become more of political. They, 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 become, they, they bring political speeches at home. The children also now, when they speak is politics, you can hear they talk about their rights. But we've got more rights. We've got good rights. We've got healthy rights in Christ. If you identify yourself in him, you can see you've got more rights and better rights in him. Now in the message, Abraham preached 1956, December the 8th. Paragraph 20, the prophet says, Now, if you can ever get the scare out of the church, if you can shake them up and let them realize who they are and what they are positionally, healing will be the simplest message to be preached or anything else. But you are scared. You are afraid. You don't realize that you are sons and daughters of God. And now, not we will be. 
Remember that Brother Brim says now, the problem with the church or the problem with the people is that sometimes we don't realize who we are currently. He says people will take God and praise him for what he has done in the days of Moses. And look back what he has done in the days of Paul. And look what he has done in the days of William Brenham. He says then they will look forward in the future and see what great things that God is going to do. He says, but one thing that we miss all the time is what God is doing right now. And that is why he says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now we need to see ourselves now. We need to discover our identity now in Christ. Now we need to realize that we are with him in heavenly places right now. You don't realize that you are sons and daughters of God now. I think in the book of Revelation, I mean Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible says, um, uh, the Bible speaks about God rewriting people. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. That whosoever that cometh to God. So in other words now, notice it is impossible to please God without faith. So the only way that you can please God, you must have faith. And then he says, God is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. He is a, it's a present tense that he is a rewarder. You can't look back or in the future. But he is a rewarder currently of those who seek him diligently. So we are now sons and daughters of God. Not way off in the future. And we want some in the future set in heavenly places. Now we are seated in heavenly places. Right now. So that is why the messenger of the hour says now, he invites all of us and says, let us stand on this great banister. And when we are standing on this great banister and we see God himself unfolding. So we need to realize, find ourselves, locate ourselves where we are and who we are. You know, somebody that doesn't know who is he, is problematic. Can identify himself? Where do you come from? I don't know. Where are you going? No, I don't know. Where am I going? Who are you? No, I don't know. What's your surname? I don't know. Something wrong. So spiritually speaking now, something wrong with the church. Brother Bram says now, we need a shake-up. We need to, uh, to scare out of the church to understand and realize where we are and our responsibility and positionally who we are. Have you seen people that they are not sure of their position? They are not sure and then that is why when they are in leadership it becomes a problem. But now, if you are a principal at school, then you are a principal. You've got the responsibility of being a principal. Now, if you are a son of God, then you've got the responsibility of being a son of God. You need to display the powers of being a son of God. You don't have to be ashamed of that. We have to be identified in Christ. So you see the devil now, what he's doing. Those people, that's why I say they are not ashamed. Yeah. 
I heard somebody saying now, when you go into the media, you see majority of these people, they are there. That is what Satan wants to do. He wants to influence people. He is there. They are all over. They are not ashamed of themselves. They identify themselves now with the devil. Now, and now, we are the sons and the daughters of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be in the end, but we know we will see him. For we will have a body like his. We will see him as he is. He is our God. So we don't have to be ashamed of that. Now in the message, God's provided way of fellowship preached 1960, July again, and then the 9th. I read paragraph 26. He said, then I wonder about then. Then if we will go back to the beginning, all things begin in Genesis. You know that Genesis means uh, the beginning of things. And Brother says, now if we want to find ourselves, let us go back in the book of Genesis. If you want to find any other thing in actual fact, you need to go back there in the book of Genesis. If you want to identify the true church of God, you go back there in the book of Genesis. When you want to see Satan's seed, you need to go back there and see in the book of Genesis. If you want to see a false church, you go back there in the book of Genesis. If you want to see the first murderer, you want to go back there in the book of Genesis. If you want to see a true worshiper, you go back there in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. That is where everything started in the book of Genesis. The first man that was a polygamist is right there in the book of Genesis. All these things that you want to see, just go back and see the right, the right things in the book of Genesis. Now, in Genesis, we find out that God created man for his fellowship. That's the reason God created a man. So a man needs to realize that he was created for this reason to have fellowship with God. God loved to come down and to fellowship with his people. So he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even today, God still wants to come down and have fellowship. God in the beginning. Genesis 1, in the beginning God, he says the word, that word there in Hebrew, it means Elah, Elohim, the all-sufficient one, the self-existing one, the strong one. And in him were attributes to be the father. In him, there were attributes to be the son. And in him, were attributes to be a savior. And in him, there were attributes to be a healer. And in him, were attributes to be God. There was nothing but God and God alone. Amen. Now, these attributes were in him so that, so that 
made in display something to worship him. The first thing he made was angelic beings and they worshipped him. They could not fall. Then he put man in flesh. He fell by free moral agency given the right to choose right and wrong. Right here. So God from the beginning in the book of Genesis he gave people the right to choose. He put them on the free moral agency to pull to to choose what they want to be. But God in the beginning, it was the most glorious time when our gracious, precious God came down in the garden of Eden, in the cool and walked down to Adam and Eve, then they will fellowship. So there was his own children, then they will come together and have a fellowship. They were his beloved children, and they were put on the basis of free moral agency. The old infidel has said many times, why would a just God do a thing like that and had all the suffering that's gone through the age? God didn't do that. Man did that himself. God wasn't willing for him to do that. Well, then if God was omnipotent, why did he let it even happen? Why didn't he make man perfect? Because in the beginning, there was nothing but God. So we know that, and then in God was attributes, and his attribute to be a savior. We know it is so. He's a savior, and that was in him. There was nothing lost to be saved. That is why in him was attribute to be a father, and there was nothing he could be a father to. And him was attributed to be a healer, and there was nothing lost, nothing sick. So the only thing he could do was make man on the basis of free moral agency, knowing that he will do it. God didn't do it himself. Man done it himself. So we can't blame God on that. Man, God, I mean, man did it himself. God put him here and a man chose. Hallelujah. So sometimes they say we like to choose a simpler route. And that is the problem with us. We like to choose the easy road. Put a man there, he will go and choose something else. Hallelujah. But there is a road that we must all choose. And sometimes it's a little bit difficult, but we must go through it. And God will put you through that. Of God want to test his own sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Amen. Now he says here, now remember in the message Invisible Union of the Bride, paragraph 58 to 60, says, now remember, um, now remember, you say, well, we believe this, but we don't believe that. If you are married to Christ, Christ is the word of God. Now you can't separate the two. He says, so in St. John, the first chapter, he said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the same word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us. Christ was the living word. He always was the word. He is still the word. He will always be the word. He was the only manifestation of the attributes of God, and he was the son of God. Now, he knew himself as the son of God. When you come to him, he knew that I'm the savior. He knew that I'm here to die for my own people. My sons and the daughters of God. 
So he knew who he was, and then that is why the prophet says, now we need to realize ourselves. We need to identify ourselves in Christ. We need to be there and locate ourselves that where we were and who are we now. We are still sons and daughters of God, and we were before there was a beginning. And the same was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And he says he will always be the way. He was only the manifestation of the attributes of God. And he was the son of God. And any son is the attribute of his own father. Any daughter is the attribute of his own father also. And just as you were in the genes of your father, in the body of your father, when he was a young boy, so when your father was still a young man, you were, you were the seed of, he, he had a seed in him. You were in him, yet he could not have fellowship with you. So while your father or your grandfather, he was still a young man, he was running around and playing around, you were in him. Yet he could not have fellowship with you, but you were part of him. Physically, you were there. He says now, you were in him, yet he could not have um, fellowship with you because he didn't know you. But then through the, the bedding, through the bedding grounds of a mother, you were brought forth into the earth and became in the image of your father. Then he could fellowship with you. you he could be able to see you. And so were you... And so were you sons of God and daughters of God before there even was a moon, stars, or a miracle. You were sons and daughters of God, you, for you are only the physical manifestation of the attributes that was in God at the beginning. For there is only one form of eternal life, and that was you before. You don't know nothing about it, neither did you know when you were in your earthly father. So when you were in your earthly father, you didn't realize yourself. You didn't know, even your father didn't know you, how you look like. But he says now, after your mother and your father met, and then you were the manifestation of the seed that was in your father. Then when you walk, we can be able to identify that this one is the son of God. Hallelujah. So now, as much as there was this physical thing, a physical seed in your own father, then there was a spiritual seed in your heavenly father. So now when you are born again, the spiritual seed of God, we can be able to identify you in the spirit form. In, 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 from your spiritual father. Hallelujah. He says, you don't know anything about it. Neither did you know when you were in your earthly father. But now you are the manifestation of his own seed. His image. In the image of God you are made. And you were manifested for the glory and the fellowship of God. That is why you were manifested. That you must be able to for his own glory. And to have fellowship with him. So as much as now you can be able to talk to your own father, your earthly father, then you can be able to have a fellowship with your heavenly father. So that is the reason. Now if you realize that I can be able to have fellowship with him, then you will start now identifying yourself in him. Then when you discover that, you will be able to do things in a different way. 
Now, the reason that we see ourselves that we are a lost generation, maybe, or we are lost church or lost sons of God, is that we are not discovering ourselves. We cry with the world, and then we do things with the world, and we end up just behaving like the world. You know, people that they don't realize, as the prophet said here, we don't realize who we are. Now, sometimes if you don't realize that you've got the money in the bank that I can be able to go and buy bread, here you are. There is money in the bank that I can be able to go and buy food. Now you are together with the people that they don't have anything to go and buy bread. Now those people, they cry. They are hungry. You are amongst them. You can't realize that, man, I can be able to go and buy something. You cry with them. So that is where the church is. That is where we find ourselves being. We cry with the world. Yet God has given us everything. God has given us the key. Whatever that we bind on this earth, it will be bound in heaven. Whatever that we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it shall be given unto us. That is why the Bible says, even if a child goes to his own earthly father and say he is asking for bread, you can't be given something else. Hallelujah. So what more about our own, our heavenly father? If we go before him and we ask whatever that is, is, is required. Hallelujah. So we need to move away, saints. We need to move away from whatever that we come and we cry with the world. We can't. The Bible promises us that we are the sons and the daughters of God. We are the son and we are the sons and the daughters of a king. And one day we'll come back again, we're gonna rule on this earth. Now, oh, have you ever seen somebody that is got a ruler that is uh, and crying with the people? Imagine if you've got a king and people come and complain about something, and the same king he just behaved the same the same as the people. Hallelujah. So he doesn't realize that I am the king. So in actual fact, when you go and then you see a king is an ordinary person like me and you, but he realizes that I've got the authority to be a king. So that is why in him he's got a belief that whatever I will say, the people will listen to me. And it's simple, he's a human being. But he's got the authority that whatever I will say, and the people will obey. So the difference is that he's got the authority. And he has been given by the people that whatever you say as a king, my people must listen to you. So the same thing to us that if we realize that we've got the authority to speak to the devil. If our children are sick, we have to speak to God and tell him that we, uh, you have to heal them. That's why I say whatever that we need is there already. And Brother Brenham says, it's already there. If you are looking for salvation, it's not that the day that you get saved is the day that you get salvation. Salvation has been there. Hallelujah. So whatever that you need, it's already there. You just have to claim it. Hallelujah. Now he says, now, now we are manifested for the glory and the fellowship of God. 
That is the only reason. We have to fellowship with him, and then we have to glorify him. The way we are manifested, we are the attributes of him, and then we have to glorify God. Whatever that we are doing, we have to realize that who we are. And if I'm talking to people, the main reason is that I have to glorify the almighty God in whatever I'm doing. Hallelujah. So we mustn't just go with the world, whatever that they are doing, and we cry with the people. Have you seen people that they like to complain about everything? Anything. Tell him about anything, everything he complains. Brother, you, you, you know that it's possible for that you can do one, two, three. Yeah, but no, hey, not me, maybe other people. Amen. But you are a son of God. You can, you, can, you can do any other thing. Any promise in the Bible is yours. You can be able to fellowship with him and tell him that I'm your son. How can you allow the people to laugh at me when the people, if I'm really, I'm here, I've been manifested to, to glorify you. When the people look at me, how do they really glorify you? Why can't you have fellowship with him? If there is anything at your own home, then you've got a dad that you know is here, or you've got your own mom, you have fellowship with them. A fair conversation. We sit down around the table, then we fellowship. Then I can be able to tell them my problem. What is bothering me? So you do the same thing with the Heavenly Father. You talk to him, you have fellowship with him, and you tell him what is bothering me as your son. If there is one thing always that I fellowship with God, I say, I cannot be, you cannot allow these unbelievers all the time. When I get into trouble, I say, you cannot allow the unbelievers to laugh at you. They are not going to laugh at me. They want to laugh at you as God. So to protect yourself, you have to protect me. Hallelujah. And therefore, as sure as your genes had to be in your father before your natural birth, your spiritual genes had to be in God. Now, if your spiritual genes had to be in God, that's why I say now, if you go to him, he is bound to protect you. Any man is bound to protect his own son. Any man is bound to protect his own daughter. Any man. Any normal man. Unless if that person is insane. If something wrong, then we know that upstairs something is wrong with this man. But if he is sane, then he will protect his own children. So what more? Just imagine. Think of it as a dad about your own children. Think of it as a mom about your own children. You'll do whatever it takes to make sure that your children are sorted. So what more about God? Do you think God is, can we be much more better than him? So he's better than us. Whatever that we can take it to him with faith, God is bound to do it. You are an expression of the attribute of his own thoughts before the foundation of the world. That's right. No way around it. No way around this one. You are the expression of his own thoughts. 
Let's not go there. Now, a single man's filter, paragraph 71. But when you are born of the Spirit of God, then you are a son of God. And you you always were a son of God. And you will always be a son of God. When you are born of the Spirit of God, then you are a son of God. But you were always a son of God. And you will always be a son of God. There is no way to separate it. Because you have eternal life. And eternal never did begin, neither will it ever end. Right. Naturally, if you are the son of Nkosi, you will remain Nkosi's son. It's not going to change. It doesn't matter. You will always remain the son of Nkosi. Wherever we see you, we know that no, this is the son of Nkosi. He looks like him. And if you as Nkosi, maybe, then you are embarrassed of your own children, then you leave them, whatever that they are doing, you don't even talk to them, and then you don't identify yourself with your own children, and then we look at you. So imagine now, as a human being, we're always protective of our own children. Now God is always, is also protective for his own children. He cannot allow the devil to come and do whatever that he wants with his own children. He cannot do that. So that is why I say, now if you identify yourself, you are the manifestation of God, you have been a daughter of God, and you will always remain that. And if you've got faith in him, God will never let you down. He will never do that. There is no way. Because his seat is always in you. So you won't change. You can't be. And God can't save you today and tomorrow. He says, no, you are no longer my child. There is no way. Unless if from the beginning you are not his son. You can go wherever you are. You can do whatever you are. But at the end of the day, as a son of God, he's going to bring you back. Whether in a good way or in a bad way, but you're going to come back. But you might come back suffering. But you have to come back. So sometimes people, wherever they go, then what we have to do is just have to pray for them. If they are the seed of God, they will come back. And if there is only one thing for sure is that I always say, Lord, help me to humble myself than to be humbled by you. You've seen a man that is so pompous. You've seen a woman that is so pompous. Very pompous person. And God humbles that person. And he comes. Hallelujah. So he must always say, humble me, let me humble myself. If you are a son of God, and if I am a son of God, or a daughter of God, we were in God at the beginning. We were together there, fellowshipping. That is in the message Christ is revealed in his word. He says, we were there and then in the beginning. And when Jesus became the fullness of the word, then we were in him. We were not with him, but we were in him. When he became the fullness of the word, 
we were in him in a gem form when he was crucified we were crucified in his body when he arose from the dead we rose with him and now since we have recognized it if we have now we sat together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus we if we are sons and daughters of God we are God's children then we are attributes of God then we got eternal life and God is the only eternal life there is then we were in him from the beginning and when Jesus became all that word then we were part of him then amen there you are when that is in there there is no devil no powers no nothing can ever move it that is the tie post of the soul that is where your soul tie whatever that you won't be toast about whatever wind comes whatever the devil will throw at you that will be your tie post of the soul he can destroy this flesh he can make this flesh sick he can kill this flesh but you know you'll be like um, this man called job but even the skin worm destroys this flesh but i know that is a personal revelation for him that would be a personal revelation for you that i know with my own eyes i shall see him for i know that my redeemer liveth so it was a personal revelation he was not preached to he was not told by a brother it was from him that i know and god put him there alone so he will put you there one day also that you have to confess with your own mouth from your heart that i know even if he destroy this flesh but i know that i will see him one day Amen. hallelujah Amen. it's just recognizing who you are let's look at this character called moses this man we know that he was born being an Israelite. That's why I say now, if you are born a son of God, you'll remain a son of God. If you are born a, a daughter of God, you'll remain a daughter of God, regardless of where you are, who you, wherever you go, and then you'll never get lost. Now, this man was born an Israelite. And look what the devil has done. Now, when he was born an Israelite, then we know that he grew up somewhere in Egypt. Now he started attending maybe uh, a preschool of the Egyptians. Now he was fed by the Egyptians. He grew up and he went, Brother Brenham says, he attended the school for the Egyptians. And he was dressing like an Egyptian. He was eating the food that the Egyptians were eating. And he went to school and then he went to maybe secondary school with the Egyptians. And he was dressing like them. He was just doing things like them. And then he was, there was no difference between him and the Egyptians. And he knew one thing for sure that I will become the next Pharaoh. They trained him to be the next Pharaoh. This Moses character. 
So I think if you knew Moses that actually this man was not supposed to be an Egyptian, you will get confused that this man is an Egyptian. Because he eats their food, he sleeps into their houses, everything that Moses, he was an Egyptian, everything. You look at him, you look the way he talks, he is an Egyptian. But there was a seed in him. There was something in Moses. Brother Brenham says now, him and these other um, men, and then when they look, and then he says, Pharaoh, they use the same window when they look at the children of God. And Pharaoh and Ramses, when they look at the Israelites, they saw a bunch of slaves. And Moses, it was bothering him. Every day when he looks through the window, he sees them. He says, but there is something different with these people. When Moses looks through the same window that Pharaoh looks through them and see a bunch of people that needs to be persecuted. Every single day when we, they had a meeting, then he has to come up with something that how can I give them more work? And Ramses also, when he looks at them, he saw a bunch of slaves. But when a turn came for Moses to look with the same window, then he identified himself. He said, I'm not dressing like them. I'm not eating what they are eating. I'm not working where they work, and then I'm not doing what they are doing, but there is something inside me. I cannot say what it is, but something, I identify myself with these people. While he's there in a palace, and knowing very well that soon I will be the Pharaoh. But when he looks at these people, something tells him that I identify myself with these people. He was discovering himself. In Christ. If it wasn't in Christ, if he was just an ordinary Moses, he will just be Moses and see himself and be cluttered with the mindset that I will be a king very soon. Now, Brother Bram says, when you see Abraham and Lord, and Brother Bram says now, when they separated themselves, now he says now, he brought this thing unto them that they must separate them. And Brother Bram says now, when Abraham, there was this conflict between their people, and Abraham and Lot said, let us now separate. He says, when Lot looked down in Sodom, he saw something that was looking and was pleasing to his own eyes. And the same thing that was pleasing to his own eyes, he made his own wife to become a pillar of salt. Because they were enjoying themselves in Sodom. That is the reason when God says, come out my people, and this woman kept on looking back. It's a very nice day in Soto. God told him, don't even look back there. You know, Brother Abraham says now, the, the reason why it was difficult for the children of Israel, they kept mourning around the room. He says now, when they came out of Egypt, that was the problem, that they came out of Egypt, but Egypt was in them. Yes. That is the problem. 
physically as people they came out of Egypt but Egypt they Egypt was in them that is why they keep on saying and reminding their own children and their own cousins that it was nice there and that is why you see now this woman the Lord's wife she can see that God says come out but now she remembers hey where are we going she doesn't know herself. She doesn't realize that now, where are we going? She's confused. Where are we going? But God has already spoken that, come out. Where are we going? Lord, where are we going? Hallelujah. Now she looks back. She, she didn't realize who she is. Now Moses realized he was starting to discover himself that I'm not an Egyptian. I'm going to give up everything that I'm promised here to be a slave. He says, I will change and I will become a slave. I will go and dress like them. I want to be whipped. I want to, I want to feel what they are feeling. They are all my people. I wonder. Yeah. Moses went there, disguised himself. And become part of the Egyptians. And he was whipped. He was working with them. He, he wanted to feel that. What are they feeling this? Because I identify myself. I am the son. And I am the son of God. If they are the sons of God. Then I am the son. I am not the son of Pharaoh. He was not taken by the, 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 the political um, um, uh, speeches of, the, of their time. Although he was taught those things nicely, but he was not. Politics is dangerous. Politics is dangerous. Yeah? Politics yeah, is dangerous. It makes people not to realize who they are. I just don't like this thing that people change and say they are men or women. I don't know what I can do, but if I was a president, maybe I will be recalled very soon. <laughs> With that, I will be recalled. <clears throat> now, if you are a son of God, and I am the son of God or a daughter of God. We were in God at the beginning. We just don't realize, but we were there. That's why we can come together in fellowship. So why we can call each other brothers and sisters here. That's why we've got we've got something higher than just in, just, just 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 to come together here. There is something that binds us together. That is the love of God. Mm. This love of God sometimes is, it's, yeah, we don't see it much nowadays. <clears throat> That's the problem. That's the problem. Where is the love of God nowadays? We can talk, we can talk against each other as we like. No, the Bible says you'll know them by the way they will, if they've got love, the way they love one another. That, that is the only thing. Yes. Not about the mysteries that the people tell us nowadays. Yes. 
People now, they know the mysteries, but they can't even love their own brother. They are the ones that when somebody does something, they go and put it somewhere else for everybody to see. Well, the Bible says, when you see your own sister or your own brother does something, you go to him and talk to him. Where, where is that love? People are destroying each other here. With the same message, they take it, and then it's the sword that they need to destroy the devil, but they take the message, they destroy each other. Because we don't have love. That is a simple thing that we don't have. We don't even realize that this is my brother. Have you ever seen somebody destroying his own sister, his own brother? But that's where we are today taking the message and then chopping each other into pieces. You are shame for these people. And when Jesus became the fullness of the word, then we were in him, germ form. When he was crucified, I think if we do that in a twelve, we realize that we were we were together. How are we going to look at each other? That's what worries me in actual fact with these ministers. These people that it worries me that how are we going to look at each other if we've got this word and we chop each other day and night? How are we going to look at each other if now we were there, we realized that we were together there? I don't think we realized that. If we realize we were together, then we know that we're still going to be together eternally. Are we, we going to manage to avoid each other there? That brother, I'm trying to avoid it. I don't want to see him. It's not going to happen. We need to realize that we are brothers and sisters. Hmm. Yeah. But we were crucified in his body. When he rose from the dead, we rose with him. Now, since we have recognized it, we now sat together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We, if we are sons and daughters of God, we are God's children, then we are attributes of God. Then we got eternal life, and God is the only eternal life. Then we were in him from the beginning. And when Jesus became all that, then we were part of him then. There you are. When that is in there, there is no devil, no power, no nothing can ever move it. That is the typos of the soul. You can be anointed out here in this spirit and desire to do all these other things. But when it comes to, do, to this typos of that word, you will never move from there. Will, it will hold right, steady, and true to that word as it can be out of, outside of that, regardless what what you do, you are still lost. The message, power of transformation, um, preached in 1965, October the 31st, paragraph 291. If you are a Christian now, now, a genuine predestinated seed, you were in God before there was, you always was in God, the gem of your, of your life, which is an attribute of God, which was his thought. 
And as long as you are a seed inside growing, you will have to produce just exactly what the seed said you will do. That's exactly, it is his word, he keeps his word, he watches over it. And if you wasn't in God, if you believe the message of the Bible and the present message of the day, a vindication of it, the reason you are sitting here because you were predestinated to sit here. You wouldn't have been here otherwise. You would have been on the street, maybe drunk. Some of you, some of you here and running around with some other men's wife and you women out would, would married and run around with some other women's husband or something like that. But you were predestinated to be here. You can't help it. You have a father. He is God. And you were a seed. You were in him. There is, there is a thought. Now you are a person that can fellowship with him. Like you were in your father at the beginning, but now you are sons and daughters, so you can fellowship with your parents. Now we are sons and daughters of God who can fellowship with your father God. See, it is just beautiful. Don't you look, don't you like that? Then you become like him. And if you were sons, then you are attributes and was in his form at the beginning. Whatever Christ was, I am. What he is, I am. Currently, Oh God, if he is considered a fanatic, so must I be. If he was a Belzebub, in by his works of his spirit, I am too. Whatever he was, I am. Whatever he was, you are. So that is why I say you have to identify yourself. If he was an evil somebody that he identified him as well as a fanatic, then it means we are fanatics. So that is why I say Moses identified himself with the people. When they were slaves, he identified with the slaves. He said, then it's better for me to take off these clothes that I have and then leave the palace and go there into the mud and be a slave. He identified himself with the slaves. So if you identify with the Christians, then you have to take your own cross also. Identify yourself. If Christ was a fanatic, then you have to be a fanatic. Now there is part that we want, there is part that we don't want. But if you want to identify yourself with the Israelites, Moses has to take everything that they are going through. You can't just choose where it suits you and say, no, I identify myself with him there. But here, I don't want him. Now he can fellowship with us through us and rest his word with us. Which we are part of his word. Let me go back a little bit on that issue of loving each other. The Bible says love your enemy. Enemy. Not your brother. Your enemy. I don't know. People can love their enemy. They don't love brothers. Hmm? Sisters, they don't love your sister and they love your enemy. Hallelujah. It's just, it's, just, it's just a challenge. People can't love. You know, I like the character of David in the Bible. The Bible says it happens that he knew that this man called Saul. You know, David knew that he was supposed to be a king. He knew that, that I'm going to be a king. He knew that. 
Here he was anointed to be a king, and then he knew that there is only one stumbling block, is Saul. This man called Saul is my, he's my stumbling block, is David. He knew. Then it happened one day that this man was persecuting him, and David was embarrassed running around, a future king. And people, when they look at him, hey, this guy says he's going to be, now he's running around, they are chasing him. He doesn't even sleep home. He's sleeping all over with the Gentiles, with other people. Then he's around there, David. And the Bible says, now this man, even if he was embarrassed, he was persecuted by this man. One day it happened. And God will do that. He will give your enemy into your own hand. And he will want to see your reaction. And God allowed it. Then David went and then he found Saul sleeping. You know that God caused this man to sleep? To test David's character. And he slept. King Saul was snoring even there with his own people. And David came. And some of his people says, finish him up. And David says, no, I can't. He's the anointed of God. So that was the spirit of God in him. He identified himself and says, I'm the son of God. I don't have to do that. But how many people, when you see your enemy sleeping and say, finish him. Well, it definitely do. The character of a man, Brother Brenham says now, we are destroying the character of the people. Although we are not finishing them physically, killing the people, but their character, we are destroying them. Even unto unbelievers. We say, God help me not to talk about believers to unbelievers. Unbelievers. Can't. Can't. So I've got nothing to say about you. I'll keep quiet. Can't. Can't. Even my boss is an unbeliever. Can't. On my status, you'll never see. Even if he made me angry, you'll never see me right here on my status. That bosses are the devils. I can't do that. Never. Have you seen people when they are angry? They are confusing us. You are confusing us, saints. We read them. We want to be inspired. You fought with one person. Then you write. Then you spoil the mood for everybody. Ah, come on. Eh? Ah. Hallelujah. One person. How many people do they read your status? How many? Ah, you just liberal. 100 people. Now one person made you angry. Now you make, now you're surprised. What is, what is, what is his brother saying? Just keep quiet. You've got nothing to say. It helps a lot. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Even other people. Yes. Eh. Uh, some people we know even now, today, you know, I see in that family, they are not good. <laughs> today, I know, things are not right. We see where? On, this, on, on the statuses. Yeah, things are not well there. No, no, let's not do that, saints. Let us not do that. Let's not do that. Hmm? I, why don't you just tell him? If I'm unhappy with my wife, I'll tell her. I'll write the message. Tell I'll write the paragraph. I'll send it to her. That's it. Why must I put it on a status? 
Fuh. Ay, man. No, saints. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Why? We've got nothing to do with your arguments that we, there is nothing. Those brothers that are unmarried, don't do that. Those that are married, don't do that. Sisters that are married, don't do that. Sisters that are married, the day you get married, don't do that. Amen. Never do that. Amen. It's embarrassing your husband. It's embarrassing your wife. Why do you put that thing in? Everybody must read it. Why? So you don't have to do that. Why? What forces you to do that? It's your own It's your sister. It's your, come on. Eh? Put that against your father, your parents. You know these youngsters. They must write. Even if you, yeah, no, you rise there, you could see, eh? The parents are in trouble. <laughs> he did something that this man doesn't know, doesn't know, or this, this young woman doesn't like it. No, we can't do that. No, it's just one person. Just go tell them. Write them paragraphs. You can write paragraphs and paragraphs and write them letters and everything and send it to them. We don't want to see it. If you don't love any brother, maybe has done something, we don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. We want to see a brother. We don't want to be surprised. Hmm? We are the salt of the earth. We are the, the, the resting epistles. Red of all men. And believers read our status. Say, hey, hey, this man. <laughs> this man, yeah, and believers. I don't, maybe I don't know technology. Maybe they, 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 they maybe, maybe we will hide them eh, to unbelievers. But we read them sometimes, we get confused. That, eh? We forget who we are. We forget who we are. We are the sons of God. We are the daughters of God. We don't talk like that. We don't do things like that. We must do things differently. Amen. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. In the heavenly places. We are sitting with him in the heavenly places, but we do that. Hi. Is that you see? No, no, no. We are not in heavenly places now. But even if you are somewhere, eh, they say God is, they, they, brother, when you sing, you say God is somewhere in the valley and somewhere where else? In the mountain. It's still the same God. Yeah. Right? When you are in the valley, we don't say we don't go into the valley. We all go. We are human beings, man. We all go. You go into the valley. When you go there now, hi, he's still God. You know what the Bible says when things like that happen? I think he does, he advises us. It does tell us what to do. We must pray, sweeten our anger. That's what we do. Mm. Then when you now is on the mountain, it's good. We say hallelujah. Are those ones you can post? Are you this one when you are happy and then you are achieving things? You are doing great. Are they? I encourage everyone. Hallelujah. But when you are in the valley, please, especially when it's personal. When in the village, you can just say, God, help me, how we see that, how, that we pray over you. But you can just say, hey, sometimes people, they don't know, marriage is difficult. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. 
No, no, please. Please, man. There are people that are not married. They are looking at you. Don't, don't say that. Mm. They don't, don't say that, yeah. They want to get married, these young people, yeah. Yeah, now when you are, you are married, then your problems are there. Hey, marriage is difficult. Hey. Young people, they are, they are worried. Very worried. That, hey, let's not do that, saints. We are in heavenly places. We are the predestinated seed. Even the unbelievers need to understand that uh, do you ever get uh, disappointed or angry or whatever the case may be at home or whatever the case may be? They must ask. Say, no, I'm a human being. I'm entitled to. But there's no need to. Not at home only. Even if a brother has done something. Hmm? A brother has done something. Sometimes I didn't talk to you nicely, but it was not my intention. There is no need to put me on Facebook or on, on status. There is no need. There is no need. There is no need. I don't think there is a need like that. I didn't know. Maybe it was not my intention. Even if it's my intention, the Bible says, just go and pray for me. Help Brother Mpanyan at least. God help him. And tomorrow you will be smiling. It's fine. God bless you, my sis. God bless you, my brother. Now you put me on the status. Hey, other people. Everybody sees that. Hey, they are referring to him. Hallelujah. You were in him. There as a thought. Now you are a person that can fellowship with him. Now he's coming and having fellowship with us. Like you were in your father at the beginning. Now we are sons and daughters of God who can fellowship with our father God. This is just as beautiful. Don't you like that? Then you become like him. And if you were sons, then you are attributes. And was in his form at the beginning. Whatever Christ was, I am. What he is, I am. Oh God, if he is considered a fanatic, yes, must I be. Now he can fellowship with us and through us and the rest of his word with us, which we are part of his word. And, and, and if he is the word and we are part of him, then we are part of the word. And how can I deny I've got a hand? No matter how much some science will say that I haven't got a hand, I've got a hand. I know I've got a hand, I use it. Other people they can deny that. And I know I got I got I, and I know I got a God. I got a savior. I feel him in my soul. I'm part of him. Just what this word says that that's what I am. And if I even deny one part of this, that will be like denying I got a hand or an ear and eye. I couldn't do it and remain a human being in my right mind. Neither can I deny any God's word and remain in right spirit of God. I've got to take what it, I, I, I've got to take what the denomination says or what God said about it. You cannot do that. Let me just close with the message, the rapture, paragraph 85. You know, he was preached somewhere in 1965, and Brother Bram says, if you got eternal life, you were in God before there ever was a world. You are a part, a son of God, an attribute of God. 
He knows the very age you were coming. He predestined you to come. He predestined you to do that in that age to take that place and no one else can take it. No one else can replace you. No one else can do what you are supposed to do. You need to take personal responsibility. Care how, care how many impersonations and things you've got to be there because he knew you would be there. Now you are made manifest. Now you can fellowship with him and that is what he wants. He's longing for fellowship to be worshipped. But if your life did not always was an attribute in God, you are just a mimic of Christianity. There will be millions and billions of them that will just be mimics of Christianity. He wants a fellowship. He's longing for a fellowship. But you can't just fellowship. You need to fellowship with your brother and your sister. Christ in him is, is in them. So when I fellowship with my brother, I fellowship with him. When I fellowship with my sister, I realize. And I recognize that I fellowship with him. So it doesn't mean God must come down now and have fellowship with you. When you fellowship with a sister, you are fellowshipping with him. So that's how he says he likes to come down and have fellowship with his own. That's what he likes. To glorify himself. To fellowship, to have fellowship with you. Hallelujah. So let us now just identify ourselves. Let us just discover ourselves. This, just, just, just to discover ourselves. Amen. Discover our identity. In him. Christ Jesus. Then things will be different. Let us stand on our feet. May God richly bless you. Let us sing some worshiping song. And just worship him. After the song, Brother Chetty, just step forth and just say a word of prayer in closing.
Lord, it's all about the presence of God that yes, people are searching for, dear God. Mm. Right in our midst, dear God, the highest form of God is the Word of God. Yes, Lord. And dear Lord, we may put emotions in our faces, Father. Mm. We may have even masks to block the emotions, Father. Yes, Lord. We might say, Amen, Lord, maybe meaning it for somebody else, dear yes, God. Yes, Lord. But Lord, we must confess, dear Father, that this message today, dear God, was ordained for a rapturing people, dear God. Yes, Lord. To cut down beyond the flesh, Lord, beyond our spirits, dear God, into the marrow of the bone, Father. Yes, Lord. And in the marrow of the bone, Father, is where the blood is produced, dear God. And Father, we may say, dear Lord God, may that word this morning, Father, may be born in our hearts, dear God. Mm. May we identify with it, dear God, this yes, morning, Lord. Father. And say, Lord, it's for me this morning, Father. Mm. And Lord, truly, Lord, we were cut this morning, Father. And we realize, dear God, Father, Lord, that you're speaking to us. Yes, that you're preparing Lord. us, dear God, Lord. Yes. And we want to identify with that word, dear God. Yes, Lord. And say, Lord, help us this morning, Father. Yes, Jesus. Lord, there's so much that we have done wrong, Lord. Our enemies, Father, we may not have, Lord, just loved them, Father, but our actions didn't show, dear God, that yes, Lord. we were walking according to God's scriptures, Father. Yes. Dear Lord, we are needy people, dear God. Mm. And the song, Lord, that was sung in the last minutes, dear God, was just so appropriate. Yes, God. Jesus. As you searched us with the Holy Ghost, we found fault mm. this morning, Lord. We just want to lay at the altar, Father. The altar may be coming to the church, Lord, in the pew in the front. It may be even just in our seats, Father. Yes, Lord. The real altar, dear God, is in our soul, in our hearts, mm. Father. And we just want to say, Lord, purge us this morning, dear God. Yes, Lord. Help us, dear Lord Jesus, Let it to be, be the sons and the daughters of God. That yes, Lord. Manifested by this spoken word of God, Father. Yes, Lord. Living, written epistles seen and read by all men, Father. Yes, Lord. Not just speaking mysteries and Lord cliches of this message, Father. Yes, Lord. Identifying ourselves with the holiness of dressing and speaking in manners, Father, when we cannot even love our brothers and our sisters, yes, Father. Lord. When we cannot conduct ourselves at home, Lord, as children of God of the book of Acts, Father. Yes, knowing that you said you'll do exploits, Father. Mm. Many are looking for the miracles, dear God, as we see even the nominal church world, Father, running for entertainment of miracles, yes, Father. But the greatest thing even your prophet said, Lord, the most miraculous thing, Father, more miraculous than the birth of Jesus Christ, he said, when a child is born again, Father. Yes, Lord. Changed, shaped, molded into the image of the Word of God for this hour, God. Our mm. oh, Lord, we just pray, help us, Father. I stand in need, Father. Yes, My Lord. brothers and sisters stand in need, Amen. dear God. We have a week before us, dear God. Mm. We have challenges, dear God, that the world has never faced 
before, dear God. In fact, the saints of the old through the Bible times, Lord, never had the gates of hell open, dear God. Yes. Where those demons were released, dear God, Lord, to torment this world, Father. Mm. We're fighting against things that some of us cannot even understand, Lord. No wonder we're just running to your word, dear God. Lord, as your prophet said, he just cannot help, dear God, Lord, just to love and seek and walk with this word. Yes, and so Lord. with us, dear Lord, we want to love and seek and stay humble at your feet, Lord, yes, Lord. in this hour, dear God, of confusion. Lord, we identify ourselves, despite what, Lord, we may have faulted, may have yes. failed as human beings, dear yes, God. Lord. But thank you, Lord, for the revelation in our soul. Lord, thank you for pulling us into the house of God this morning. Mm. Thank you for making us so attractive, Father, yes, to this uh, message of the hour, dear God. Mm. Thank you that we could be attracted to the revelation of the song this morning, Father. It gives us hope, Lord, yes. to know, dear God, that we do not belong to this world. We have forsaken this world, dear Lord, and we take up the cross, Lord, Despite all the difficulties, Lord. Yes, Lord. Despite all the help shame us, and the laughter and the mocking yes, and the Jesus, help Father, us, Father. To follow my Jesus this morning. Yes, Lord. The word of God, the message of God this hour. Lord, mm. in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. With thanksgiving in our hearts, Father. Gratitude in our hearts. Yes, Father, Lord. For such love such as this, Lord. In yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And we can just sing some dismissal song. And until we meet on Friday morning, 9 o'clock. So God bless you. Amen.